Hello. Hello. I'm Justin. I'm Allison. And this is episode 136 of Robots on Typewriters. 136. That number mean anything to you? Doesn't mean no. anything to me. No, it can't even be like a date it or anything. Yeah. It's just kind of nothing. I guess it could be like it thirteen, be. like the, the 13th of June, 13, 6. It could be, yeah. That's a that's a fun day. <laughs> Is it? No. Okay. I'm glad we're here anyway. I am too. But why are we here? Um, I'm glad I That's asked. right. We're a new existentialist podcast. Why are we here <laughs> with Justin and Allison? Why are we here? We're glad we're here is the is the outcome of every episode. It's an optimistic existential podcast. Um, an OEP. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what do we talk about on this uh, optimistic existential podcast? Computational creativity, because this is a podcast called Robots on Typewriters, actually. Um, and uh, what is computational creativity and what do we do on this podcast with it? Um, that's a good question. It is uh, all the ways that people use AI and computers and machine learning and uh, randomization, stuff like that, to be creative, to make art and write music and Sonnets. And sonnets, probably. Yeah, definitely. Those are the only two things, though. Yeah, music and sonnets. Um, but yeah, yeah, to tell all kinds of stories. And uh, yeah, and we have two segments on the show. The first one is our zesty hat, where we talk about something uh, interesting that we want to bring to the table. And then we play our trashy toy, which is a game of... Sometimes our own creation, sometimes others' creation. Just something fun that employs computational creativity in a, in an interesting, fun way. And uh, both of those segments were named using a random word generator, which is why they're so wacky. And, they are wacky. Uh, <laughs> my, my, um, it's my turn to put that zesty hat on my head and... This week, um, I'm actually talking about something that was brought to us by a listener on Twitter, Joe Isham, um, at Gridlock Joe on Twitter. He uh, tagged us in a video, a uh, YouTube video recently um, by a YouTuber named Tom Scott, and um, uh, he made a video called, uh, um, it is called, I Asked an AI for Video Ideas and They Were Actually Good. Um and so, um, basically, it seems like Tom Scott's whole vibe is kind of, like, doing, like, um, kind of, like, looking into, like, weird, interesting things and, you know, trying them out and seeing, you know, and, like, explaining how they work and, and uh, stuff like that. And um, so he uh, was apparently granted access to GPT-3. And um, he, this video here is um, him talking about... Uh, him, he, you know, trying to use GPT-3 to write uh, ideas for his own YouTube channel, um, you know, basically write, uh, vi like, video titles that would be the, you know, the concept for a whole uh, video that he could do, um, and, um, he talks uh, um, he talks about, you know, how some, uh, some of them are, you know, 
fucked up and crazy not fucked up <laughs> those are not his words just incoherent. but <laughs> yeah like you know weird and and just like utterly unrealistic and then how some are uh you know sound really kind of uh rational and like they could be a thing but are about uh you know subject matters that totally don't exist even though you know it sounds um in the realm of possibility and um then how they're you know there are some that uh that are kind of um that you know are actual uh real things that he could make videos about but are were often things that he had already addressed in videos or things that he um i think in one case it you know there was one title that was something that he has already made a video about just hasn't released yet and um yeah, he um, basically is, like, overall impressed with GPT-3's ability to, uh, you know, write a coherent <laughs> statement, um, but was, you know, saying, like, if, you know, in um, in the future, if there, you know, if there's some way that, like, there's some cross-referencing with, like, the with like the truth not the truth that sounds strong but like like facts like you know cross-referencing like if if this like mysterious village that the you know that it's talked about is actually something real then it would make his job of like thinking of video ideas a lot easier um but he also um said something interesting that um then kind of uh some of the big players in this field um uh, mentioned on Twitter a bit. He um, he happened to mention that he is actually um, you know in whatever uh, whatever rules he has for you know because GPT three is not open to the public at the moment. It is kind of only um, granted access to certain people. I don't know. Do you know? Is it the kind of thing like you can like apply for access of it, or is it I like think you're so. approached? Yeah, I think you apply yeah. to OpenAI to okay. get an API key. Okay. Um, yeah, and so, like, whatever rules that OpenAI gives uh, people along with access to GPT-3, one of which is that he is not allowed to give, he's not allowed to make public any kind of, like, like the full results of what, um, you know, of his output. He is allowed to curate and make those things public, which is what we've seen from anyone who, you know, who has been granted access to GPT-3. Um and um, I saw the first the first tweet that I saw um, addressing this was from Mike Cook, who is a organizer of Proc Jam, um, and he um, was saying that he was not aware that um, you know people given access to GPT three aren't allowed to uh, post full outputs, and then it kind of uh, got you know kind of retweeted by both Max Wolf and Janelle Shane, kind of putting out a, a bit of a call saying that. OpenAI really should release this list of rules publicly because the um you know the that uh it's you know would clear up a lot of misinformation about you know how well it works and how you know how all of these outputs that we see and how amazing they seem and how more coherent they seem than some you know previous uh iterations of GBT how they're not allowed to even publish the you know the full scale of all of the like the shit that it also probably turns out to um yeah i i don't um i don't really have much to say on it because i don't think there has been any kind of like response from open ai whether you know it, yeah you know. i mean it's been kind of clear since gpt3 debuted that they 
didn't really uh, have any interest in addressing these kind of transparency and uh, right, yeah, access questions that even back when GPT three first launched in uh, last summer twenty twenty two, Max Wolf had a blog post, um, kind of I, I don't want to say dancing around these issues, but like hinting at just this sort of thing, saying. First of all, the model is like really big and slow, which is why right. you can only get it if you like why they're only doling out certain right, API yeah. keys that only like the open AI computers are like or like other very big computers, very big servers would be able to run um, even the pre-trained models. Um, and also that he so he had one of the paragraphs of his blog post or one of the sections was selection bias toward good examples as mm. a limitation mm. of GPT-3. And he says uh, the examples people are showing off now are really creative, human-like, really good. Um, but that's because everyone that's uh, showing things is showing their kind of best things that they came right, up with, yeah. their best curated uh, tweets or websites or whatever, uh, candy hearts. Max mm. himself at the time said, when I curated generated tweets for this blog post, I estimated that about 30 to 40% of my tweets were even usable comedically, um, mm -hmm. which is probably better than 5 to 10% that uh, GPT-2 could do. Mm -hmm. But that means I was picking from the best of the 30% or so. Um, right. And that means, you know, another 70% was completely unusable. And then, right, yeah. yeah. Um, and he also kind of, at, at that time, was hinting at what a problem it is that the API is... Uh, not accessible by all, that there's rate limits for how many times, even if you have an API key, how frequently you can make requests of the server and how large of requests you can make of the server. Mm -hmm. um, and that was a big part of why his Python package, uh, AI text gen, um, very briefly was associated with GPT-3, but very quickly was, uh, oh, okay. that yeah, was yeah, dashed yeah. and never returned to, that a, a single user's... Um, request limits make it so like that and then that's why no one else is using their kind of access to gpt3 to like open it up to everyone else right um yeah. because yeah they're they just are limiting access to it maybe because it's so big which is a problem because it's so big right. or maybe because yeah they want to uh really have a handle on curating right. the outputs and making it look good um then, which then would make sense know? because it's a commercial product now that they're right. selling those api keys so. <laughs> right then do we know how, like, because, I mean, I'm still under the impression that AI Dungeon is running off of GPT-3. So, like, what is the... Um, I would... My best guess is that it's a combination of um, a money agreement. So, I'm guessing mm, AI Dungeon right, right, pays right. some licensing fee of some size to AI Tech, uh, to OpenAI. But also, I mean, there's only so many people in this little universe right in this computational right. creativity universe so public projects like that that are like um something like an entertainment product for lots of people to enjoy um i think that's like good pr for open ai so they're probably kind of letting true. it happen and like encouraging that kind of use of it yeah and it's a it's a constrained domain so it almost is self-curated like it's it's not that anyone can just ask or put anything in it's that you can within the context of like an RPG uh, interact in certain ways. So you're, right. you're self-curating even when you interact that way. True, um, and yeah. It, yeah, like I said, it looks good. So OpenAI yeah. wants that out there. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because if I, if Write with Transformer was on GPT-3, 
Um, and I ran some company that wanted to, I don't even know, like ghostwrite a bunch of R.L. Stein books. <laughs> like, right. I don't know. I, I am R.L. Stein and I want to ghostwrite a bunch of Goosebumps books at GPT-3. Something right, like Write with Transformer would more or less let me do that. Right. Whereas something like, uh, op- uh, something like AI Dungeon would not. Correct, um, yeah. So if I'm R.L. Stein, I would still have to go to OpenAI, buy a license key from them or get permission right. or you know, follow their rules in some kind of way. Yeah. So yeah. Something like yeah. G- G- something like AI Dungeon or things like that, Janelle's projects, um, Max's tweets, uh, things like that are all so constrained as to not uh, not hurt the business model of GPT-3. Yeah. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So that's, yeah, I mean, that's just really kind of just a little, um, you know, GPT-3, not, not so much update, just uh thoughts for my hat this week yeah yeah the the hats are uh in a spiral right now (laughs) that week after week it's like uh yeah this whole computational creativity world is unethical and uh, profit driven (laughs) right now yeah so it's great uh you know just (laughs) more examples of that as they come um i'm sure it'll probably get better right you know as things usually do yeah i mean i think i i know there's like some cynicism there but i think there there is plenty of places things like this will get better i think yeah. us talking about it and all of the people and we just the, mentioned yeah. talking about for it sure, means for sure there's an awareness of all these problems um and i think there's like still lots of like tools for people to interact with this stuff and like have yeah, fun with yeah. this stuff like uh yeah like write with transformer and yeah talk to transformer and ai dungeon um yeah it's not so bad if the like the only really unconstrained ways we have to use these products is for entertainment purposes. True. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yep. So, yeah. yeah, that's my hat. It's Good hat. Tiny hat. But always yeah. like talking about uh, these sorts of things. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for your tiny hat. I think I have a, a relatively tiny game. Well, we'll see okay. how big or big or small it is. But it's it's my week for the trashy toy. Um, our games, of course, are toys named by a random number generator. In, in fact, a random word generator. <laughs> this week's, in, in our second segment, titled 1359713. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so speaking of um, Transformers and Open and GPT and Talk to Transformer, um, I have a Transformer heavy game. Um, we didn't really, I mean, we, we always do this, but I'll, I'll say it for this part of the game. Uh, Transformers, by the way, are a special kind of AI model um, that can learn things. And we talk about specific language models like GPT that can learn language. So you can give them some language and they can generate some more language. And this week I'm using a tool called Talk to Transformer, which... Mm. Uh, Allison pointed out to us a, a couple of weeks ago is now on inferkit.com. Mm-hmm. Um, Talk to Transformer lets you uh, put in some text and generate some new text from that. And I thought this week, um, something I've been kicking around for about a month now, we would do uh, some advice columns. We would do Dear Body. Dear uh, Body? Body. <laughs> body. <laughs> Not body, but body. Dear body. Dear body sounds like a like a like a column in like Seventeen magazine. 
I'm sure that that feels like an outdated magazine reference at this Teen point. Teen Vogue is the the hotness. Ah, okay, okay. Um, it yeah. sounds like something <laughs> like I, I thought you were gonna say. It sounds like something like uh, Ben Franklin would like scream when he was scared, like <laughs> "Dear body." <laughs> um, yeah, he dear didn't believe body. in God. He only believed in his body. Go on. Exactly. I don't know what yeah. that means. <laughs> I wanted to, and if you had a body like his, you'd believe in it too. Um, <laughs> So I wanted to see how good uh, the the transformer is at um, at answering advice at answering uh, questions where people would ask an advice columnist asking kind of general like life advice questions. Um, I also wanted to check. I feel like I I thought that talk to yeah that talk to transformer is not using uh, GPT two. It's actually mm. it uses. Megatron 11B, Facebook's Mega. 11 billion oh, parameter right. model. Um, a lot of parameters. But it's a it's a big old transformer based language model. Same same thing, different thing. Do I need um, to have this guy up too? I would ask you to bring him up because the new Talk to Transformer kind of free accessible oh, version right, has yeah. a 10,000 character limit. That's right. So I used a, a thousand of my characters testing this out and was like, oh, cool. shit, I should not <laughs> I use know, it yeah. <laughs> so I might need some of your characters, too. Def. But yeah, I figured maybe we'll both ask some like advice column, kind of help questions. And then we maybe we could invite some of our favorite characters from past episodes to come. Oh, to ask for advice. God knows yeah. they need it. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> I uh I I was trying to think of like what a kind of relatable like problems at work question was because mm-hmm. I figured an office domain is kind of maybe something a transformer would excel at. Mm-hmm. So I said, "Dear body, I have been having trouble at work lately. A coworker quit and I've had to take over her responsibilities on top of my own. I was never trained in her tasks and now my work takes much longer. My boss doesn't want to hire someone new as we barely have enough money to stay open right now." What should I do, Jay? And then I to to kind of help uh, transformer um, write things. An in a, yeah, yeah. To to help start the answer, I put dear Jay, comma, mm, and then nice. a, a new line. Dear and uh, the transformer said, "Well, this is a challenging and unfortunate situation. <laughs> I'm sorry." Huh? As a rule of thumb, employees generally are paid hourly or by the hour. So when you say Either you way, have been yeah. Yeah, either one or the other. Uh, So when you say you have been, quote, taken over, you are not being compensated for the full time you are working. (laughs) Generally, employees who take on tasks usually do so on a temporary basis to fill the gaps. As a result, when their, quote, hourly positions are over, the employee is no longer getting paid at the agreed hourly rate and gets compensated at whatever. That's the end of the response. So, so this is a, it feels like a real dodging of your original question. And uh, it's like someone who's never, ever worked a job in their life. And it's like, well, you know, you see, the problem might be that uh, you are, you're getting paid by the hour. And that's normal, I think. Yeah, you normally would either get paid by the hour or like hourly, or hourly. I guess. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm a little confused what <laughs> when it says I've been quote taken over taken over yeah that so. I'm imagining like a a doctor heck doctor heckle and Mister Jide <laughs> who are they 
Dr. Heckle and Mr. Jibe could be like Statler and Waldorf esque. That's actually. But at like academic conferences. Yeah. It's actually a really good concept. I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, doc- I'm gonna use that joke again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde situation, though, where like uh, after work you transform into this other like hourly employee who does <laughs> oh, no. all that work without clocking. Oh yeah, in. once you've been taken over, yeah, you're not actually getting paid for the money for the work that you do as um, as Mister Hyde. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's not employed here, so if he's gonna do work, it's I guess it counts as a volunteer basis because like yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I would say that's pretty bad advice from yeah from GPT. Do you I'm, have any uh, yeah any questions was, you would want to ask? I'm I'm actually looking at the Dear Abby website because I um my life is perfect and I don't need any advice. So sure, yeah. I was um going to <laughs> these suck. <laughs> um. Dear Abby, I'm a male reader with a complaint. Have you noticed that women hardly ever compliment men or anything? Oh, no, it says on anything. <laughs> um, I'm going to do one about like politics because this came up in a, a class I was teaching recently that like a lot of people have um, politically divided families, let's say, mm. and like the family WhatsApp or the family group chat is like a big source of stress. Mm hmm. So I'm going to say something like, uh, dear body, my family is politically divided and the family group okay. chat is driving me insane. Oh, um, good. I, yeah, like yeah, yeah. To, I like to keep up with my family, but I, I don't think this group chat is healthy. What should I do? Should men express affection? Is like the Dear Abby reader base <laughs> these days just sad boys? I think so. <laughs> Weird. I thought they had read it. <laughs> I think these want these are too old for Reddit. Uh old elder sad boys. <laughs> yeah. Sad men. Sad men. Men. <laughs> sad men. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I said dear body, my family is politically divided and the group chat is driving me crazy. I like to keep up with my family members, but the fighting on WhatsApp doesn't seem healthy. Should I leave the group chat? Can we make this less hostile? Please help. And I signed it J again. It said, Dear J, I do not know the causes of family feuds or how to stop them. You might suggest that WhatsApp group chats are the problem. If that's oh. the case, I would follow the advice of Yasmin Acker and Mickey Nauer. Family groups need to be a safe space where there is clear commitment to disagree respectfully. So please do not add the focus of political slanging matches into the mix. <laughs> Be there for your family in a positive way and have a frank conversation with each other. Dear readers, if you would like to. And then it cuts off. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, people are just so eager to engage in political slanging matches these days. Yeah, it starts out with someone saying, you know, referring to the squad, and then it's like, you know, MAGA, and then the slang just gets out of control. You can't keep (laughs) up. Yeah, because, you know, like, if you're on two different sides of the political spectrum, and especially if you're in two different sides of, like, the internet on those spectrums, then you're gonna have, like, entirely different lingos. Like, your your young gay teen is not gonna, like, you're not gonna understand a thing they say. And if you're on two different sides of the Atlantic, like my family, I mean, the political slang just makes no sense that 
You know, if if somebody oh, says right, yeah. SF is debauched and losing their minds and they're talking about San Francisco, I'm going to think right, they're talking yeah. about Sinn Féin. And, right. You know, it, it just, you, you just don't know what people are talking about when they're using yeah. political slang. And so also they, the, the body, I like that needing to distinguish that we're not saying body makes it sound like we're doing a bad English accent. Body. Botte um, <laughs> ba- uh, said that the problem is not the families or the politics. It's the what's it's WhatsApp is the problem, right? Uh, it said you might suggest that WhatsApp oh, groups are the problem. Oh, 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 that oh, oh. if that is the case, then make oh. it a safe space. Oh, okay, I see. Oh, that's not, honestly not bad advice. I mean, I don't know how to employ that, but it's it's a good idea, I guess. Yeah, I like that they, uh, once again, Bati didn't want to take any stand, said, I don't know the causes or the solutions to this. <laughs> yeah. You might think Just that this is the problem. <laughs> I don't commit to that at all. Here's what two other people said. <laughs> yeah, this is a, I like this format for uh, advice. It's very, um, very hands-off, very detached. That's what you want in advice. Um, yeah, it's someone who's uh, terrified to make any, to, to give any <laughs> advice, really. Yeah, yeah. Because then, you know, then it, it makes you feel like you're solving your own problem. Because if you get anything out of it, you're like, they didn't say a thing. That, you know, I, I guess I can do this on my own. Yeah, I think that's that's actually a good point that uh, Botty makes you think that you did it all on your own. Yeah, um, I, I did just think of something. Um, I I feel like I want to know what, Botty thinks that we sh- that I should do if if I happen to think my house is haunted, or maybe if I have like a um, haunted artifact in my house that might be the source. I am thinking of that that little toilet paper boy that oh <laughs> that yeah, my friend recently shared a picture that was it was this terrible little baby doll with like toilet paper uh, for sale in her area. It was highly haunted. Okay, I said, dear. Botty, I'm afraid my house is haunted and I have a feeling it's coming from this weird old doll I have. Every time I go near it, weird things happen, like lights flickering and its limbs moving of its own accord. Should I get rid of the doll? What do I do if it doesn't fix the problem? Signed, Allison. Dear Allison, well, that's a good question, and I hate that my answer means I have to destroy a perfectly good doll. If it were a bedazzler or a vibrator, I would understand. But this... (laughs) But this... But this is just a regular old doll with a bit of Frankenstein in it, and we all know they're not supposed to live very long. However, if it's going to be a distraction or something that needs our attention, like a flickering light, just deal with it. You're going to live with it, so there isn't much that that can be done. This one is a... Um, Wow. Wow. (laughs) There's a lot in that. Okay, Um, first of all, like... (laughs) If it was a cursed vibrator, destroy yeah, it. Yeah, just destroy it. Yeah, that is not the kind of artifact you want to be fucking with. Literally. Yes. Uh, um, or a bedazzler, honestly. Uh, you yeah, because then you're going to like imbue the curse onto other your, crafts. All your genes. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not fair to your genes. Um, but they're but saying this, a cursed doll is yeah. okay. This is just a regular old doll with a bit of Frankenstein in it. That is such a good line. 
<laughs> and we all know they're not supposed to live very long. So what is that? So so is like the ghost just gonna die soon? Like it's just gonna like fade away soon? Honestly, yeah, that's that's what I'm getting out of it. Yeah, like, so it's a little Frankenstein, and it means like you know, it's it's a thing that was not alive and it's come to life. But, right. Yeah. But, but body it's temporary. Thinks yeah. It's it'll be dead again soon. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I trust it. I'm no expert. Um. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. just live with the uh, cursed yeah. doll for a while until if it's, it's just a yeah, dead cursed doll. If it's just gonna be a little distraction, like flickering lights, just deal with it. Like, come on, it's not a big problem. And I guess you're right, honestly. It was just freaking me out. But if I know it's gonna be a temporary problem, then I'll just yeah, deal with it. It'll you be know, fine. it's like it's just a doll. Like, it's, it's yeah. Maybe the lights will flicker, but that's the extent of the problem. It's not right, ominous yeah. about some other. It's not other, gonna. Yeah. yeah. That. I mean, no. yeah. Honestly, I think I was worried that there was like something worse coming, but yeah, it's it, not gonna it bedazzle like your mouth shut or something. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Wow. That's that was actually a really helpful answer. Um. Yeah. I think so. Um. I think. I think you should definitely consult uh, a paranormal expert about that. Maybe she can actually ask for yes. some help while you're, yeah, while you're uh, consulting her. I actually got a question from uh, a good a good friend of ours who's on oh, the podcast okay. quite a bit. Uh, Jake, I know. Oh, hey, I know. Man. Canonically, you do Jake's voice, but <laughs> I think you can I, probably handle it. Uh, yeah, he he wrote in. He said, "Dear body." Me and my brother are really close. We live together, <laughs> work together, down on the farm. He's got a good heart, but I worry Aww. about him sometimes. I'm afraid he's turning into a criminal. I'm a good upstanding cannibal, and I don't Aww. want him going down that road. What can I do? Jake. Dear Jake, first, what are you worried about? Did your brother start <laughs> shoplifting or breaking in on old ladies to steal their golden rings? No, Did he start buddy, it's not that. <laughs> Did he start selling their livers to the highest bidder? Are you worried he's ready to cut off the heads of families of the sheep that he's been shooting? No, it's not that. It's something much darker. He likes animals, like us, and he wants to be a cannibal. He, like us, has one particular taste that he likes more than any other. New line. I'm afraid... He wants to eat you. No, that has never even crossed my mind. Oh, oh my, my God. God. That got dark. That got so crazy. <laughs> Who is even like, is that like, I feel like all the questions that are like, has he been doing this? Has he been doing that? No, it's not that. Could have wow. been. Wow. <laughs> you guys, thanks for asking that for me. How did you guys get body to write in Jack's handwriting? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Actually, wait, didn't he, wasn't there a line about him stealing a ring? Yeah, he said, has he, he been breaking in on old ladies to steal their golden rings? He stole a ring once. That was like something, there was like a ring that he, I think it was in the white elephant this year. He like took a ring from a cop that he used to date or something like that. <laughs> I'm, I I can't help shake the feeling that this was written by Jack himself I, and not yeah, by Bobby. I highly agree. I feel like Jack can in, in, like intercept any communication about himself. Um, he can also move things without touching them. He him. can move things without touching them. <laughs> he says, I have never once thought, I've talked to Jack a lot. We've spent a lot of time together. Yeah. And I, you know, we talk about Jake a lot and, and we talk about a lot of people that Jack has expressed interest in eating, but I've, I swear Jake's I've like never... the one that he hasn't mentioned that yeah, about. Yeah, I've Does never that seem gotten odd the to idea. You? 
No. Okay. <laughs> He's like openly been like, well, I would eat you. I would eat Justin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He has said that to my face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I'm I'm starting to be worried for Jake. I'm also. Yeah. So the line that he likes animals. Um, yeah. That was also interesting. I always thought um, he was more of a city boy. Worked out at the too. cannibal factory. Didn't go around yeah. the farm much. He think left he's, the farm. Do you think he's jealous of Jake that he. He, maybe he didn't leave the farm. He was like banished from the farm. Oh, oh no. You know what? There was something about sheep in there too. That was like the, the original Jake situation had something weird with the sheep. Yeah. Are you ready? Are you worried he's ready to cut off the heads of the families of the sheep that he's shooting? Oh God. The sheep that he's shooting. Why would he even? God, he is and, like really... shooting sheep in a barrel. <laughs> Shoot, shooting the sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when when yeah, you're in a conversation with Jack and and it's like, uh, oh, wh- what were you up to last night? And he was like, oh, I was just shooting the sheep with my brother. And it's like, <laughs> oh, did you say uh, you shooting the shit? No, 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 <laughs> we were shooting the sheep. Shooting Don't worry the soy about hot it. dogs. <laughs> soy hot dogs. Oh wow, that was unsettling. Um, yeah, I feel like we might want to check in on Jake sometimes. He is- now, now knowing that Jack wrote that, I can reread the first line completely differently. First, what are you worried about? Oh! <laughs> Come on, everything's fine. What would you ever be worried about? There's no worries. Well, yeah, we need to check in on Jake uh, every week for the next while. Yeah, um, well, that'll be a whole new segment. <laughs> Checking, checking in on in. Jake. Um, I have not written Eve's question because I was too distracted by that. That was uh, understandable. That... <laughs> have a great day. Yeah, Eve. Eve has a problem. Oh, <laughs> what a waste of characters! It just started saying "Wow, wow, 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 wow" over and over again. Uh, I stopped it though. Dear body, see, I had this ghost friend who was a little bit of a Frankenstein, and we used to be so close. But recently, I haven't heard a single boo from them. I'm getting. Worried I did something wrong, but the last thing we did was exchange gifts and I gave them a beautiful doll. What could I have done wrong and how can I fix this? Very good. Dear Eve, a missing ghost is a ghoster waiting to happen. I'd give you a moment to compose yourself before we get into all the details. You might want to find a mirror so that you can see what's really going on. You seem to be getting a handle on it already. Maybe this is all a figment of your imagination, but maybe not. You can't do this all on your own. I think it's a good idea to find out if the ghost is actually missing, and if they're not, then you can stop worrying about them. But in case they... Okay, so the mirror thing has my mind racing. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Find out if the ghost is actually missing. So I know sometimes ghosts only show up in the mirror. Sure. So I'm wondering if, like, uh, her, her dear ghost friend is still is still somewhere in the room with her or like, mm-hmm. you know, hiding out in the house. Yeah. Um, but I'm also wondering if, if Eve herself, does does she have a reflection? What if Eve's Oof. a ghost or a, I, a vampire, yeah. I guess? I gotta say, I've never looked into that. I, I, I've never um, looked at her in a mirror. I've never looked at her in a mirror or I've, I've never seen a picture of her. I've only, we, we just exchange gifts. So of we course. don't look at pictures of each other. Um, but yeah, maybe this is all a figment of your imagination, but maybe not. You can't do this so, all on your own. <laughs> the ghost friend is Kayla, right? That she like found yeah. and then fought. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. befriended. Yes. Um, yeah. Did we, do we know if 
like if yeah other like everyone's interacted with her she was at the gift exchange she Eve went to new or york kayla kayla yeah like yeah. jack and jake well jack jake wasn't there jack and yeah. maximilian could see her and yeah the kids could see her yeah it's it's yeah, yeah everyone could see her Ghosts can, can everyone visible. see eve i think so right i mean like she's i mean she also there was interacts cross talk with, yeah you what I said there was like crosstalk with people, right? Oh, like she, yeah. she interacted with everyone. She interacts with everyone, yeah. Because she gave um um I'm I'm taking Joshua Wilkinson as like quintessentially alive, yeah. um and I think she get, gifted him some bad shit. So like yeah. they definitely directly interacted. Joshua She's Wilkinson got... is our north star. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. Wait, our yeah. Compass. So now I'm starting to wonder if the figment of the imagination situation is that what if Kayla's just not a ghost? Like she's just a human. I mean, that I would not put out of the realm of possibility. A lot of shit happens, you know, like, and it's probably really easy to get caught up in, in you know, all of this ghost business. And, and you know, pro- people probably might start to look like ghosts, even if they're not, when you deal you with ghosts You lose yourself so a little yeah. bit in like, oh, I'm a ghost. Yeah. yeah. You're a vampire. And yeah, he's a exactly. So, yeah, I wonder if... <laughs> oh no kayla's just like a, a big old larper and thinks all these crazy people around her are larping too oh oh no we might need to save her she's always seemed level-headed um <laughs> that's why she's so like fearless around jack when no one oh, else yeah is. she just thinks it's a game she thinks he's acting oh yeah. that's scary oh, no we might need to be checking in on a lot of people. On a lot we of, could. yeah, we've we've been we've been letting people just really run free in a world of our own creation to their detriment. Well, I'm sure she's fine. I'm sure she's fine. You know, she hasn't had a problem yet until uh, maybe I hope now. For Eve's sake, that she can like figure things out and uh see if she can like you know mend things or like re uh you know reacquaint um, herself with Kayla, yeah. exchange more gifts. Last question about this, though. The first line, um, I, have you ever heard of this terminology? A, a, a missing ghost is a ghoster waiting to happen. What is that? I, What's a ghoster? I didn't really understand that, but I like it. Um, I like it, too. I feel like maybe she's, uh, maybe Bot Bo- A is Bo- saying a. that, like, uh, by thinking that she's missing, by not, like, using mirrors and, like, using all of your powers to communicate with her, um, it's going to seem like you're ignoring her. Right. If you do that, she's going to ghost you. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, hope that turns out okay. We'll figure that out later. Uh, Yeah. Since Eve came by, I figured Maximilian should come by and ask a question too. Maximilian said, Dear Barty, I moved to New York with a dear acquaintance of mine recently, and I'm having trouble meeting people. An old (laughs) flame came, but he left town. The boys at Controller and Paws aren't really my scene. I am a gentleman of certain taste, and I know what I want. Do I need to lower my lofty standards? Maximilian Nielsen. Dear Maximilian, let me first state that I am very, very, very sad for you. (laughs) Rude. I understand that the party girl is dangerous and that some of them have crazy tendencies, that may freak out regular folk like me. But damn, you should be in Manhattan, not New Jersey. Thank goodness. <laughs> um, may, I, I wonder, so this isn't the Wait. end of it, but I do wonder oh, okay. why uh, 
why body thinks maximilian's living in new jersey maybe like <laughs> maybe like a real new yorker would have said like what neighborhood he lives yeah, in yeah so yeah. just saying new york implies you're actually living outside of new oh, york okay yeah 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 damn you should live in manhattan <laughs> not new jersey thank goodness you have to accept that a lot of people are going to be into you but a lot of those people have to also be into lots of other people the city is a giant machine that feeds on the people that live there, and it can only do that if... And it cuts off. <sighs> wow. I like the line, the city is a giant machine that feeds on the people that live there. Wow. I think a lot of, uh, a lot of people that live in like major cities would yeah. agree with that. That's really, yeah, that's really poetic. You um, live there for a few years, you know, you move there full of kind of big hopes yeah. and ambitions, and it, it chews you up, spits you out, you yeah. move out, someone new moves in. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of probably going to go over Maximilian's head a little bit. I feel like that's a that's a kind of lofty concern for him. I feel like he'll yeah. thrive wherever he is. Um, I do wonder if he's going to, uh, how he's going to read that first line. The, I'm very, very, very sad for you. <laughs> I know. Will he be like, oh, thank you very much, dear? Or will he be like, will he kind of see that that's just like dripping with sarcasm and right. this person doesn't like him? <laughs> I also you can I I think didn't the the body said something about a girl like I think yeah it's at that party girl the party girl yeah. is dangerous and has some crazy tendencies does does body know I don't I don't think body picked up on it I don't know I, maybe maybe they thought uh, maybe body was referring to the dear acquaintance he moved with and oh, was saying Eve okay. is dangerous the party and girl yeah she's uh yeah she's a party girl sure she's a party girl <laughs> do you have i how old do you think eve is because i always imagine her pretty old not like yeah, really old say, but like, like 70 60 yeah, yeah at least yeah 60 maybe yeah party girl yeah. party girl and i imagine maximilian um, in like his 40s or 50s yeah this yeah sounds perfectly right yeah and you know but they go out they have a nice time they exchange gifts they exchange gifts yeah um was there anything else in there that I that 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 was? Um, well, I liked the line. You have to accept that a lot of people are going to be into you. Not necessarily true, <laughs> but you also that a lot of those have people to learn have to accept that. But a lot of those people have to have to also be into lots of other people, and that immediately preceded the idea mm. that the city is a machine that feeds on people. Okay, like, yeah. Basically saying like, move on, old man. Like. Yeah. You're not going to find the perfect person for you. Everyone here is, uh, you know, yeah. dating 10 different people and hooking yeah. up with everyone else. And like, yeah. you're not going to find the love of your life in New York City. Right. Yeah. I mean, Or like, in New Jersey. Or in New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wonder, like, how, how do you feel like that hits Maximilian? Like, is he is he just like, okay, whatever? Or or does, it, does he take any of it to heart? Well, I think ever since, like, when they all came to New York together... Um, and then he decided to stay, but then Jack also decided to leave. Mm -hmm. I think he's been having some like, maybe not second thoughts, but yeah. like, I think he's still not sure if this was the right idea. And this is, mm, this yeah. is not making it any more clear. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. Um, well, speaking of Jack, I, I have a question from him, but I, I oh, no. finish writing it. <laughs> Hold on. Dear body. I'm worried about my brother. We've always had a healthy competition in our cannibal factory business, and he, but he's always respected my authority. Recently, though, he seems to be losing faith in me. How do I get him to start listening to me again? 
Dear Jack. Is this also just Jack <laughs> writing back to himself, by the way? Um, I don't know. The first uh, response I get, it's Dear Jack, my boy is terrified of the dark. Dear Jack, my mom is depressed. <laughs> that's it. Oh. Uh, I'm going to spin that again. I feel like that's again. Jack uh, like, practicing. He, I think he actually did send the letter to Body, but now he's writing yes. letters back of like, trying to imagine what she'll say, but he's so used to, so unused to taking other people's advice that he's just writing questions, right. asking him for advice. <laughs> okay, I, I spun it again, and we've got something a bit different here. Dear Jack, if there's one thing I've learned about anger, it's that it makes people become less compliant and more insubordinate. We never did build those sailboats. So what's going on? Sincerely, body sinks like sea cucumbers. Dear body sinks like sea cucumbers. It doesn't have to do with quality or even quality control. It has to do with time and speed. This story was originally published on The Advocate. To see more stories like this, click here. Okay, wow. <laughs> we never did build those sailboats. It's Wait, so, so eerie two, to me. That and the lines before saying like people are like insubordinate when anger, they're angry. Yeah. I think... I think Jack Jack sent that to Jake on purpose and Jake wrote back. This is dialogue, yeah. I think Jake's saying like I'm I'm upset with you and I'm mad at you and that's why I'm not like following yeah. you so the much sail- anymore. Maybe the sailboats thing is like a thing from their childhood. Like Yeah, like oh you promised God. me when we were like 13 <laughs> that we were going to build, build a sailboat. Sailboats. So what's going on? <laughs> Since he, and he tried to come up with a fake name for himself and it became Body Sinks Like Sea Cucumbers. <laughs> um and then yeah because then there's like a response from jack it doesn't have to do with quality or even quality control it has to do with time and speed (laughs) what is going on with these two it's sad to see them fighting like this i know yeah um you know they build their sailboats i hope they build their sailboats too um i have to say it does seem less like i like I see this is what I'm saying with all the time I've spent with Jack he's never actually expressed any interest in eating Jake and I think Jake's fear of Jack wanting to eat him I think that that probably is just like a tactic that Jack is wielding over him like I think that's just like something he's hinting at to try to like assert his authority but not like I I just I think that Jack actually has too many feelings wrapped up in this and he you know doesn't know how to process them except that sounds right yeah. yeah, I think Jake is starting to be a little more like uh, maybe disillusioned with the yeah. whole business or I like mean, he's just drifting apart him. from his brother. Yeah, um, it's been a long time. And yeah, I think Jack, rather than seeing, you know, maybe I need to spend some quality time, build those sailboats together yeah. and like restore kind of what our family's about. Jack doesn't really know how to handle emotions like that. So he's no. just trying to use intimidation and fear and it's, yeah. it's not really working. No, man, this is, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know that they were such a soap opera. Hopefully hopefully they can fix something sometime soon and build their sailboats. I think sailboats. we need to find some way for them to build sailboats. At oh some my point. God, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, you reminded me um, of our North Star, Joshua Wilkinson. Good boy. I think yeah. he's one of the characters that could most use, <laughs> use some like advice. solid advice. <laughs> and who's get like, out of here. Yeah, someone who's inclined to listen to it. Yeah. So uh, I asked him if he wanted to write a letter, and he, he wrote this. Dear body, the grown-ups in my life are really weird. I like to solve mysteries and spend time Aww. with my uncle, but I keep getting dragged to these Christmas exchanges and baseball games with these criminals and psychopaths. Is this normal? 
I want to feel grown up, but I don't want to be in danger. Joshua Wilkinson, age 10. Aww, I love him. <laughs> Body wrote back, uh, Dear Joshua, this is not normal. No 10-year-old should be in the middle of a cross-country train ride with murderers, thieves, and pedophiles. Oh, no. If your mom can't handle the fact that you don't have a sitter to go to the Museum of National History with her, you need to talk to her about this right now. No adult should ever put you in the situation that she did. You must not put up with this crap from your mom. If she can't be a proper parent, you must be. Oh my God. Being 10 is a time where you are learning to navigate. And then it just stops. Oh my God. Oh no. Like, well, I feel very responsible. <laughs> yeah, I feel like... I feel like Joshua's uncle um, doesn't really, uh, he thinks, you know, he's at the boarding school in Boston. He'll he'll kind of be looked yeah. after. Um, I want to spend some time with him when I can. And I, yeah. I got these weird tickets to this gift exchange and this baseball game. <laughs> yeah. Um, tickets yeah, to I think the uncle's the doing the best he can. baseball game where we're playing. <laughs> it was a weird invite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I think his uncle... What even was his name? I don't remember. Wade. Wade Wolf. Wade. Yeah. I feel like Wade Wolf is like doing what he can, but like he is put upon. Like I never really thought about that, that like Joshua's parents shouldn't really be asking Uncle Wade to do all the the raising the child. What's the deal with Joshua's parents? They apparently can't handle the fact that he doesn't have a sitter to go to the National Museum of History with. All right. Well, yeah. Poor Joshua. Poor Joshua. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean like it's it's nice to hear his, someone validating his concerns that his life is not normal. Um cuz he definitely needs that cuz he's not getting that messaging from a lot of places in his life. Yeah. I I like that there was a bit of backstory there too that it said if your mom can't handle the fact that you don't have a sitter to go with go to the Museum of National History with her. So Right. The oh mom, yeah, that's what I Joshua's was saying. Joshua's mom what? is upset that like he he did have a babysitter and it was fine. Yeah. But that babysitter wouldn't go to the Museum of National History with her, with Joshua's mom. Yeah. So since that didn't happen, like they fired the sitter and like sent him off with Uncle Wade. Right, yeah. So like jo- what yeah, what's the deal with Joshua's parents? We don't really know much about them, but are they just like are are they are they just like a hoity toity like not wanting to deal with children so they you know send their kids away with whoever? That's what it seems like to me. Yeah, just like they have the resources to just send him to some you know private boarding school, but right. they don't they don't want to spend any time with him. They don't want right. to raise him. Sad. Sad for him. So you I end mean, up like, like Jack and Jake. I mean, no, no, he has such a good head on his shoulders. I feel like there's no way, right? Like, we got to save him now. We really, we, yeah, we have a lot of problems, people. We do. Who were our teenagers in Ikea? Do you remember their names? Who was who? The teenagers at the cursed Ikea with Peter V's. Oh, shit. That was, oh, my God. I don't know their names. They had, Peyton, was that, Peyton was one Uh, of them? Oh, yeah. And then eh, they kind of sucked. I might Muriel. just write one as Peter V's. Sure, he probably needs some advice. I I don't know what he what kind of advice he would even ask for. Yeah, because he he might not think he needs any advice. Um, I'll figure oh, something out. Wait, don't you remember the time that it was like it was one of those kids? I think, and like it was like the Rod Serling cult at the end. Oh yeah. Something very, very dark happened at the yeah, end there. Peter V's was, I think, like part of the Rod Serling cult. I don't know. I think you're right. 
I feel like whenever I try to do his voice, I'm also just doing Maximilian's voice. He's I, he's like a little goofier. I always think of him as more of a clown. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My life is great. I've worked in a mall for years. Even I even live there and make friends with the teens that pass through. There's some strange business going on here lately. <laughs> some guy named Rod is trying to recruit us to some new opportunity. Do I take the risk and join Rod? Or do I stay in my comfort zone? Peter, dear Peter, don't be afraid to take risks. Risk leads to reward. You are surrounded by opportunities, even if you don't recognize them yet. Go for it. Copyright 2018, Amazon Inc. The Tidy Mind Trap. Copyright 2018, Amazon.com Inc. Amazon.com is a registered trademark of Amazon.com Inc. Uh, Then in all caps, rolling out of the closet shopping cart in my bathroom and having folk play like play and having folk play live during my shower sometimes i'll sing to people who are right outside my bathroom and they will look up to see who's acting around in my room uh, what oh what I that didn't... sounds like that's just some notes for a song peter's writing that yeah rolling out of the closet shopping <laughs> cart in my bathroom <laughs> wow that's that's like a little bit evocative for some somebody yeah you know rolling out of my ikea showroom bed and into the shower <laughs> that doesn't have working plumbing it's like his version of nine to five sometimes i'll sing to people who are right outside of my bathroom and they'll look up to see who's acting around in my room yeah let me try that again rolling out of the closet shopping cart in my bathroom having full put live Having folk play live during my shower. Sometimes I'll sing to the people who are right outside. That's really good. Honestly, it's really good. <laughs> Peter. Working Peter V's. <laughs> way to make a living. It's really not bad. I kind of like it. I didn't know he had that kind of talent in him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Peter is trying to get out of here one way or the other. Either yeah. through... Uh, through the new business opportunity Rod's been pitching or uh, by making it big. Yeah. Uh, we uh, hope you enjoyed listening to Robots on Typewriters this week. That was uh, the first episode of Ask Botty. If you have any questions you want to ask Botty, uh, you can always go to inferkit.com slash demo, app.inferkit.com slash demo, or just Google Talk to Transformer. You can write some custom prompts yourself and check them out. You can do what we did that way. Or you can send your questions to Body to us. Uh, maybe you have a, a character, a favorite character that you think should have asked a question. Or you want us to ask a question on your behalf. We're always happy to talk to Body for you. If you want to get in touch with the podcast, you can email us at robottypewriter. Nope, at uh, robots at batcamp.com org on email or you can tweet at us at robot typewriter we have new episodes every thursday you can follow us on itunes or spotify or google podcasts or whatever however you listen to a podcast you can rate and review us there too i'm sure um and we also have a video challenge by <laughs> theme song called Anamanaguchi. <laughs> Uh, almost got it and i'm gonna ask one more question to body i'm gonna ask esme dear body my co-host keeps getting phone calls from work during the podcast should i look for a new co-host or should she look 
for a new job. Signed, Justin from Robots on Typewriters. And Body says, Dear Justin, the best thing you can do is try and solve this problem internally. Perhaps you could sit down with your co-host and go over exactly when and why this is happening. Maybe she's simply picking up an extra call from home. Maybe the second question on the ad doesn't put the charge through. Maybe your boss is a little weird and she keeps getting calls from him. <laughs> oh man, uh, these are all kinds of reasons why it could be happening, but there is only one solution. Move your co-host to a less stressful job. Wow, I'm sorry, Allison. I never realized that you're getting calls from my boss throughout the podcast. That's annoying. Um, we should sit down and discuss when and why this is happening, and I hope I can move you to a less stressful job. Uh, good luck with that, Allison, and good luck uh, to the listeners in contacting us, <laughs> given the, the challenging address that I gave you to find us. Bye! Bye!